plan your whole month of riding in an hour or less. Sounds good, eh? And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that step by step. Really simple. And this just won't be random stuff that you've thrown together. This is actually a plan that's going to work towards your goals and help you and your horse actually really and truly take the conversation to the next level. If you're interested in joining me in this workshop, you can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash workshop. I'll see you there. Natural horsemanship, it is a big topic. And it's a topic that many riders find a little bit confusing, particularly when they want to actually ride horses as well. Can you combine the two? I think you can. And today I'm going to tell you how I suggest you can begin doing this in your riding. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. The podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And what a better place to start the conversation than on the ground. Isn't this what we preach, folks? Yes, we're all about groundwork. We're all about using the bit before and after each ride to really complement the ride and to move the whole conversation forward. And I do feel that up to this point, and I do want to say this, when I speak about groundwork, I'm talking about groundwork for riding. I'm talking about groundwork that works in a way that's going to complement your riding, okay? I feel that natural horsemanship is different. Will it also help your riding? If done properly, yes. But I don't think natural horsemanship is going to have such a big effect on the actual nuts and bolts of the riding. So for example, while I'm talking about groundwork and in my program Groundwork for Riding, I'm talking about how to use your aids to get different results that you can then come across and take across, transfer into the saddle. I don't think natural horsemanship does the same thing, but I do think natural horsemanship helps to build and define partnership. It helps to build the trust, the bond. It helps to make almost you and your horse feel that you understand each other a little bit better. And even if the way that your understanding is not down through traditional aids, okay, it is at the end of the day using aids. And that's why I feel that natural horsemanship can be used by all riders in order to enhance. And I'm going to be honest, you probably use different elements of natural horsemanship on a daily basis when you're working with your horse. And this is regardless of whether you've been trained to do that or not. And it's because there's no real thing as natural horsemanship. I know, (laughs) but there isn't. It's a misnomer. And the reason is because really natural, natural horse, natural horse, would kind of give you, uh, you know, that would be in the felt with a herd, no humans. When we take us into, when we bring ourselves and place ourselves in the conversation with the horse, it's really no longer natural. And you do have to think it out as well. But the reason I tell you this is because when we are in the conversation with the horse, the horse is a horse, is a horse, is a horse, is a horse. Meaning that what works in one discipline or what works in one different method is probably going to work in the others. Okay. So you're going to get a lot of crossover. There's going to be a lot of different, it's layered and everything is kind of, there's the, there's gray areas, big gray areas. (laughs) Okay. Um, And that's important. So where would you begin if you were going to say, okay, Lorna, I want to include a little bit of this into my work with my horse. 
I first of all think you should get clear on what you want to achieve because there are numerous different methods to, of natural horsemanship, okay? There's lots of different people telling you different things and promising different transformations and outcomes, okay? I think the best way to approach this is to begin thinking, what do I want to actually achieve with my horse? And then from there, looking at a method that helps you do just that. Now, I also want to be very clear here. I believe that natural horsemanship is... I believe that there's people who are in it for the love of horses and riders. And that's wonderful. And I think that is great. But I also believe there's probably maybe a little bit more people in it because it's a very profitable bandwagon to get on, hey? So um, I do think that it's really, really important that you do a little bit of homework. Spend your time at the, the in the beginning doing your homework and finding somebody that really and truly is going to work with you. And who I would suggest looking for, looking at in this situation is somebody who goes into the foundational elements. I see a lot of people who will, I don't know, they're, they're doing all this fancy stuff and it works. I'm not saying it doesn't work, it works. But the thing is, the average rider doesn't know the things that the person doing the natural horsemanship thing knows. And there's this whole missing element. And when that missing foundational element is not there, things can turn dangerous really, really quickly. Okay? So I really feel it's important that you, you go with somebody who is teaching you the foundational elements. Like, really and truly, like we are talking the basics here. That's what it's all built off. Okay? And that has to be, that will make sure that you are not ending up in front of a 600 kilo horse, waving something about in its face. Maybe it's a whip, a lash, a sash, a rope. Who knows? It's something. You're waving it. You don't really know what you're at. They don't really know what you're at. And they are taking offense to the fact that you are in their face waving that around. Okay. And that's where things can get dangerous really quickly. So you want to make sure that you do your homework and you find somebody who is going to align with your methods and your beliefs regarding horses. And then from there, you can work with them and they're going to show you the, the foundations of it and build up from there. Okay. Now, I do think as well that when we're doing natural horsemanship, there can be a tendency to get a little wishy-washy, okay? And now people have a tendency to get wishy-washy with all things to do with horses, okay? <laughs> this is why I'm always telling people to plan your ride. <laughs> but I think with natural horsemanship, it's a kind of like, it feels like, oh, but now I'm allowed to color outside the lines. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and that, that rarely leads to success, okay? So I think it's important to just get really intentional and to have a clear purpose for each interaction with your horse. And with that, I would also then say to even at the beginning, use a, a clearly defined space in which you're going to work with your horse with natural horsemanship. One of the big things that I have an issue with, with horses and working with horses and natural horsemanship in particular, is treats, using food. Um, first of all, that does not ever go across well under the saddle. It just doesn't work, okay? It's, you know, I, I, I love giving treats to horses. Like, come on, who doesn't enjoy this? It's just giving a horse an apple or a carrot. Isn't it a lovely feeling? Of course it is. 
But when you're walking around with treats on you 24-7 and then you're not really understanding maybe the basic boundaries that, that you know, have to be in place and your horse starts kind of put the same, let's talk about the same 600 kilo horse and he begins kind of, he's like, hey lady, you've got the food and he starts pushing over you over a little bit to get the food or he starts coming into your space to get the food. That's not a good place to be. So I think that it's really important if you want to use treats and if the method you choose is a method that has treats, that's you, that's you, that, that's your decision. But I would say then using a clearly defined space. So maybe it's a round pane that you're going to use for that, or maybe it's a particular area of the yard or something like that, or a particular corner in the field or something. Okay. But then once you leave that corner, you're not doing that anymore. That It's almost like, you know, you bring a child to school. Okay, I know for many people, they're like, gosh, there's a distant memory. <laughs> when uh, little people go to school, they know that they're in school. Once they get into the classroom, like, they're in school now. This is business. <laughs> We're in school. I'm here to learn, okay? Um, you can have that same approach with your horse, and it can help you then to clearly define those boundaries, okay? So I think that as well, you have an intention for each interaction, okay? So that you're saying, today, I would really like to work on partnership, or today, we're going to work on leadership, or today I'm actually going to work on my aids, or today I'm going to work on, I don't know, whatever it is you want to work on. Maybe it could be lateral work, or going backwards, or going forwards, or whatever. It doesn't matter, but that you do have a clear intention. Otherwise, it can become very quickly just a case of your horse kind of wandering around, and you're wandering around, Nobody really knows what they're doing. We're all just wondering. (laughs) And that is not really helpful for horse or rider. And I would actually say that that will set your training, your actual riding training backwards, okay? So can natural horsemanship work? Can it complement? Yes, definitely. I actually advise it for all my riders. I do it regularly with my own horses. I think it's really, really valuable. It's really beneficial. I think it's great. I think it's great from the point of view that you get to really hone your natural aids a little bit more and you become very aware of the effect your natural aids have on your horse. I think sometimes we can forget how sensitive our horses are and natural horsemanship can help to bring that back. It can help to put that kind of back into laser focus, okay? It's also very often, it's just fun. It's a bit of fun to have with the horse and you can kind of, you can be with your horse in a more, I don't know, it's, again, it's like coloring outside the lines. It's like, oh, you know, it's fun. We're all having fun here together. And that could be nice. Um, And I do think that it can really and truly, if you're doing it intentionally, it can really build the partnership. It can build your horse's confidence in himself and also in you. And the same for you. You can actually become more confident in yourself and also in your horse as well. So definitely it can be used. It can work well. In fact, I I recommend regularly scheduling it in to your regular riding. And I'm saying riding, I mean just your interactions with your horse, okay? So having time for it. And whether it be it's a different day, it's, that you're, it's just a day that you're going to just spend on it, or whether it be that it's kind of with other rides. And again, I would then really and truly think about having clearly defined spaces or areas. I think it's good for you and the horse initially to just kind of have that divider. Later, as you and your horse become more 
if you want, you understand the rules. And I'm saying the rules as in the boundaries. Um, and you have to have boundaries, okay? But as you understand that, then yes, you, you don't have to be so, okay, we're only doing this here. I'm only going to do that there. You can be a little bit more free with it. Um, but I do think it, it's if you're going to start off, that that can be really helpful. And then I think that if you can incorporate it in from the point of view that you're just going to build and learn, and this is important, you're learning all the time. Um, I think that initially you really want to have a good understanding of the basics before you get in. I've seen so many times here that horses um, have come through the gates here with behavioral issues and everyone say, oh, it's the horse. No, the horse has been trained to do that. Um, one that particularly comes to mind is a horse that was trained to rear. Now you can imagine that one, eh? <laughs> Every time someone stood in front of this horse, this horse reared. That's an issue. So anyway, um, I do think it's really important that you begin to um, think about this before you really get into it, if you have not already. And if you are already doing natural horsemanship, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. Go over to the group, join. Let me know what you're doing with your horse and how you feel it's helping your partnership together. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I would love if you're going to join me inside of the workshop that we have coming up. So it's one month of riding um, planned out in one hour. Um, I would love for you to actually bring some ideas regarding natural horsemanship. It, I feel it is part of, I feel it, it doesn't have to be part of it, but I feel it's a really beneficial part of your schedule with your horses. It's not something we speak a lot about here. I'm not an expert on it, um, but it is something that I feel can be really beneficial and it's lovely to play with. And if you want to join us in the workshop, you can do that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash workshop. There we go. Rocket science, folks. Okay, I'm leaving it at that. Have a great day. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.